what's up you guys welcome back to another episode of swimming lessons damn i actually miss recording um i've been taking a little break but yeah i've been thinking like i have a pretty bomb intro music don't you agree don't you guys agree like it's the best like cafe music best way to get pumped up for an episode but yeah anyway when i when i record i always have to like listen to a back play of it and then or listen to the audio and then i'll hit record and then i'll start speaking <laughs> but uh how are you guys doing today i'm doing great it's sunday evening for me thursday for you guys now it's been really long yeah i've been taking a little bit of a mental health break and i thought i needed that because i've been induced with a lot of stress lately and the fact that like school kind of gets in the way of it so i figured that today i'm kind of taking a lazy day and i would get on here and talk I don't really have a set agenda like always, but I just wanted to kind of jump on here and say quick hello. I did not intend to record anything today, but I just wanted to uh, say a couple words to get my mind free out of things. But yeah, I've been doing well, I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I've been so unmotivated, so unproductive, just trying to keep it safe. I've been at home a lot. So that kind of affects my work ethic and like my motivation and I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> boring talk aside, uh, catch up. Um, let's see. Last time I recorded was about two and a half weeks ago. The last episode was recorded like days prior to release day and I think I've been a little bit busy. I went on a couple more dates with the same guy. Great times. We've mostly been enduring in a lot of happy hour. <laughs> um and trying to get like as much time together even though we only see each other for like one day a week but it's fine uh, we've both been really busy i've been busy in particular so not really exciting i've oh did i not tell you guys i have like a new air fryer <laughs> unrelated news i i got an air fryer from amazon and i wanted to amp up my cooking skills because i felt like if i was gonna fry or like cook a lot of things on the stove i felt like it's gonna take a lot more time Whereas like if I bought an air fryer and I prepared all the food, put it in the fryer, air fryer, and just like just let it do its thing, then I have more time to be on my computer, if that makes sense. But yeah, I've been loving the little fucker. It's been a hell of a lot of fun to like make things. I've currently have made a lot of chicken nuggets. I love me my nuggies and I've been cooking a lot of those. I tried making a steak with it but I felt like the tenderness was over a little bit overdone so definitely not appliance to cook steak. What else? Salmon was the best one so far. That shit was delicious. I've I've also cooked taquitos in there. Love taquitos but I felt like when it comes to to processed foods my stomach won't process it like won't break it down so I get like hella constipated from that but so yeah I I would love to eat some more taquitos without the compromise of like you know having to not shit for like a couple weeks actually so yeah TMI on that one but yeah I've been loving the air fryer she's been really good to me yeah I'm going to be taking a lot of advantage from that but I think I've talked about this but anyway so ooh, yesterday my sister and I we went to get ice cream because I've had this feeling where I was craving ice cream so bad for like the last actually yeah since the last podcast I was talking about getting ice cream and how like sad it was making me that I didn't have ice cream so I like literally cried in her room and said I want ice cream I'm craving so bad it's making me sad so we she was like okay let's go get ice cream and she was also craving una pizza so we got some una pizza because she was craving it I was craving ice cream we got it we're happy and 
at the point where just like if i'm gonna feel sad about not having ice cream every day might as well just walk out with like a pint or two so we ended up just getting like four pints of ice cream and unrelated but both of me and my sister were actually lactose intolerant so we just have pints of ice cream laying around our house we can only eat them in our house because with having to be lactose intolerant shit happens literally shit happens and yeah i mean i love ice cream it makes me feel so good but like i get so fucking bloated yesterday i think i went a little blind you're you get into a food coma and you're like you don't think straight because you're so out of it because you're so full well that's what i get when i'm like lactose intolerant or like when i've had dairy i kind of go into like i kind of black out a little bit and i was sitting in the car and i was completely silent silent the whole time because i was (laughs) blacked out from dairy Anyway, if you guys ever end up going to Made by Marcus, I recommend the Chinook Bee Pollen and Lavender Ice Cream. That one's so good. Um, um, I had that with the, what was it called? That's like a strawberry buttermilk and that one was bomb as well. But I definitely would love the Bee Pollen and Lavender every day if I could. For the rest of my life, I would eat that, just that specific flavor. I'm still down for a nice vanilla, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like Made by Marcus is like my top favorite ice cream place in the city not really my big fan of village although i do like their earl gray one but as far as like pairings go i i tend to go towards more fruity ice cream than plain like i don't know what villages but they don't have the most appealing flavors in, on my half but i think marcus does like cater to a lot more trendier flavors and oh my god you guys they have this new sundae well it's not new but like they kind of elevated their sundaes so that in their birthday cake instead of a stick of something like a macaron i think they now use a sparkler so you can get like your a sundae with a sparkler and they light it up when you get it and it's so fun it looks so cool I was going to walk away with one of those yesterday but i thought you know what i've already had like two scoops of ice cream my stomach's acting up walked away with two pints i think i'm good i can hold off for another week but yeah i wish i could have walked out with the sparkler like fuck the fuck the ice cream i want the sparkler you know yeah and i went on a couple dates the last couple weeks couple days or whatever since the last podcast and yeah i've been having a lot of fun they've all been dates with the same guy which is really exciting because i've never had like an actual like relationship that lasted this long in a while the last time it was like a year ago so it's definitely been like a whatever situation i'm just trying to go with the flow um haven't really known this guy for too long so i'm not gonna be like what are we just yet yeah i've been having a lot of fun with this one (laughs) um cool dude a lot younger yeah a lot younger different from the last situation that i was in a year ago different in a good sense because the last one was just me trying to figure out what i wanted but then like what i experienced was not not what i wanted and i did not know how to get out of it so i think like going forward from that time i think i know exactly how i can move forward which is a good thing because when i'm out of the situations where i'm not comfortable or like when i just don't have any feelings for this person anymore like i can definitely like get out if i want to but that's not how i'm feeling right right now um knock on wood everything goes well but i just been like focusing on other things while also uh, maintaining this relationship but definitely have been having a lot of fun we've been to happy hours a lot uh spent a lot of evenings together 
um, because that's all we could have time for, I think. We kind of have our own, like, individual lives going on. So we kind of uh, do our own thing and then meet up when we can, which I think it's good if you want to sustain a very personal yet uh, individual relationship. In my opinion, I think when couples have too much A of A working relationship that are just too uh, bonded or like if couples are just too together a lot. I might be wrong about this, but I think that's better than having to be in a relationship or be in a relationship where two people can be their own person and then come together and it's just it's just easy, you know? I definitely have seen couples where they spent like 24-7 together and I don't know, I think that can get a little toxic depending who you're talking to, but also like I'm not judging like really close relationships like that. But if it works, it works, you know, like I, I definitely have not had a relationship where it requires me to be with this person 24-7 because uh, I don't see anything productive with that. But don't get me wrong, I know a couple of my other friends are also in relationships like that where it's, they're constantly seeing each other. Kudos to them, like they, if they can do it, then good for them. But <laughs> I don't think I can do it. But then again, like I've always been that girl. It's like, oh, quality time is special to me. I've always wanted to be with someone and I think that like having quality time with someone is my way of showing that I want to like get to know them. But I think there's other ways to approach that thinking. And I think if you're consistently having to depend on someone for social or what is it called for socialization, that could get a little bit toxic. Like if someone is dependent on me to spend time with someone, if they can't entertain themselves, that definitely could come off as a red flag. Don't you think? A red flag. I don't know. Anyway, on other notes, like red flags, I've been, I haven't noticed anything yet with this one in terms of like red flags. Uh, yeah, no, nothing comes to mind. Like I don't think I'm looking out for those red flags. If they are any red flags, then I'm definitely not seeing them. I'm seeing white flags right now, so whatever I see is different from what I feel, but I'm not feeling any different. Red flags. I think I should talk on those a little bit because I don't really think I've talked about them on the pod before, but I think I would uh, touch on them. I saw this TikTok today where they were just listing off like random red flags. I've accumulated a mental list of some top ones that kind of adhere to my experiences and like what I've considered red flags. Um, I guess one of my red flags as as part of like quality time, one for me is like if this person consistently expects to be, to spend a lot of time together, I think that's a red flag because that kind of shows how this person could be dependent on you. Just on my experience, like I've, I, I can definitely vouch for a lot of people who, you know, value their time together and some couples can actually do a lot with that, but just on my end, I think red flags mostly on for guys that depends on girls. Um, for example, like I used to hang out or I used to text this guy and he would consistently text me back right away. Like he would always be on his phone. He would always text me back like within the second that, he, that I would send him a text back. And like a lot of the time that he was texting me, I was wasting so much time and getting back to his message. And at one point, like where I was ghosting him for like five hours or even more, like half a day because I had some shit to do and I had like my own thing to figure out. And I think he was like, hey, are you like mad at me? And I said, no, like I I have this big assignment that I got to do. I got things to take care of. I was just not on my phone. Like, sorry, like <laughs> I have my own shit to do to handle. And I'm sorry that like I couldn't get back to you. 
and he was like okay cool like I just thought you were mad at me because you weren't replying to my messages um he had his red receipts on so I could see that he was reading my messages but since I didn't have mine on um he asked me like why are your red receipts not on and I said you know what buddy like that's my business you know like you don't have to be consistently there for me all the time and we kind of talked through it but because of this behavior that he that he exerted it kind of conditioned me to think that like if this man is if any man in this case is into me he's gonna text back and so relationships after the, that situation ended up as like oh if this guy's not texting me back right away then he's not into me this dude literally conditioned me to think he liked me he would text back right away and that's fucking toxic (laughs) like holy shit it took me like a long time to figure that out that like people have their own situations going on and a text message like it's obviously gonna be concerning if you don't text me back for like 10 plus hours because dude knows that he's on his phone if you can't see a a freaking message then you're obviously blind But if it's like, if you're not going to reply to me within like two to four hours, then I won't mind, right? It's just like, who spends eight hours not on his phone? For me, I don't have the excuse of not seeing messages because I have my iPhone, I have my laptop, my iPad, and my watch. They all get messages. So if I'm not replying to you, it's because I've chosen not to reply to you. Although I do see the messages, I just don't want to reply to you right away because I got other things to worry about, you know? And I think that also caters to like friendships as well, not just relationships. Um, If I'm not replying to you for like five plus hours as your friend, I have my laptop and phone on do not disturb. I My watch is not on me. I literally have chosen not to communicate with anyone for like the next couple of hours just to get my shit done. And then once that's over, then yeah, I'll get back to you. And so this guy literally conditioned me to think that no text means no like, you know, and that's fucked up. That was kind of a rant on that red flag, but yeah. Um, second red flag is that if they're not com- if they're not committed, if men are not interested or curious about your life in general. So what that means is like if this person is definitely not asking you like questions about you, and they've only want to ask questions in response of having to talk about themselves. Uh, let me try and put this into an example. So let's say a guy is with you and he wants to talk about himself he'll change up the the question to kind of make it a response to to not ask you about you but to like kind of make it about the about him um i've had this situation where one of the guys i'm seeing life jacket i i think i've referred to him as life jacket but he would always talk about himself in a way that was not knowing about me like he was a straight up narcissist and kind of, yeah, he was a straight up narcissist, I'm not gonna lie. He kind of made conversations kind of centered around him. So let's say, like, if I were to say a statement and he disagrees with the statement, for some reason, his like short fuse spark and say, like, oh, he has to prove that he had to be right, but also, like, I had to be wrong. And so my opinions didn't matter in the situation. It got to the point where, like, we would literally be talking about ice cream. We had a conversation about ice cream one time, and he was trying to prove how fucking chocolate was better than vanilla and i just said you know what there's different variations of vanilla but there's this particular type of vanilla that i'll choose over others and he was like you know what vanilla is shit chocolate is the best give any like he was trying to prove to me that chocolate is the best and i asked him okay what kind of chocolate like do you like the hot fudge chocolate do you like like milk chocolate what are you vibing for like white chocolate like what are you vouching for and he said 
I'll take all chocolate. Like, I understand. Like, you know what? Like, I am not trying to say that vanilla is the best. <laughs> I'm just I'm just having this internal argument for myself because I'm just craving ice cream again. But, like, someone who tries to prove their point needs to prove that they're right. And, like, I don't know if this is necessarily a narcissistic trait for a lot of guys or people in general. But I think when they have this behavior that stems from, like, having to prove their side of the argument is the only way to think of something that kind of triggers it as a red flag for sure and i've definitely had situations where situations with the same guy about like why he needs to prove his point as right because there's nothing to argue with like i understand that your opinion chocolate's great i i have no nothing against chocolate like i i love chocolate too but i just don't like it in ice cream form you know i'm not saying that chocolate is shit i just don't like it in ice cream form I like solid chocolate. I love chocolate. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Getting heated a little bit here. And there's also those little pity stuff. It's just like they don't want to do what you want to do. Instead, they want to do what they want to do because they feel like they just want to be right all the time. Like I've had situations again <laughs> with the same individual where he would say like, "Oh, like where do you want to go out for where do you want to go out for dinner?" And I say, "Let's go out for this place." He said, "Oh no, I don't want to go there." And I'm like, "Well, you asked me. Like I, you asked me where." I want to go and I said I want to go to like a cactus club or like somewhere with a nice patio and he said like no and I'm okay cool so I turned the question back to him where do you want to go and then ends up being like it's not even a restaurant like I know he's hungry he's always hungry but it was never a restaurant it was always a bar that doesn't really have a lot of food on the menu so it was kind of contradicting on his end like he's hungry doesn't want to go to a place to eat but rather to a place to drink because maybe that's his place of comfort but i don't know maybe i'm just getting out of my head again with this yeah i'm like overthinking again but like you know what i mean just like you have this this person has a preference for things to take me but like i don't know what i'm getting to this point i'm just rambling to be honest but like yeah you know like there's also certain red flags that kind of come up when it comes to like decision making oh shit i should just rephrase it like decision making for me is one of the biggest endures of red flags like you can pick up on people's red flags based on how they act on just their decision making okay i had to like search this up but i guess like because i wanted to get a consensus about red flags so the article that i found is called 24 relationship red flags you should never ignore this is from self.com and so far i'm just skimming through and they listed off a bunch of good red flags so the first one is like they can't stop telling you how perfect you are oh okay that's interesting that's like kind of like love bombing and i think in relation to that like if they project any sense of how perfect you are that kind of comes off as like creepy or like weird or like they're putting you on a pedestal definitely been watch out for those if someone's love bombing you i say get out um second point is their sex drive is much higher or lower than yours this one i stand by i definitely have a higher sex drive and so i kind of need someone to match that type of energy especially <laughs> like i yeah i can admit that i have a high sex drive and so i need a partner who also can equivalent that sex drive as well and i've definitely had a handful of guys who are who have match that energy perfectly but i think like because having a high sex drive and someone who is on the opposite end as having a lower sex drive that definitely kind of triggers me a little bit so uh and only to figure that out is just to like actually test the waters with someone so when someone has a lower sex drive than i am 
I'm actually really disappointed. Like I'll walk out of there 10 out of 10 times. If someone has a low sex drive, I will never speak to them again. Um, on the other hand, if someone has that matched, matched energy with the high sex drive, then yeah, for sure. Like I'm thinking about them like when's the next time we can hang out. Definitely can affect the way that the relationship goes. But then again, I do recognize that like first times with couples, especially with a new partner, is like really awkward. And so this is why I always give guys a chance when it comes to like testing out sex levels. And like because I know I have a high sex drive and if the per- if the other person exerts like a very high sex drive from the jump, then I'm obviously interested. Although I do want to preface that like I don't intend to find a relationship based on based off of sex i think that's like one of the differences between sex is that like men tend to have reported high sex drives even though they're they have lower or they have there's always this like stigma around guys who sleep around because they might have higher sex drives or guys who um, have high body counts have high sex drives because they're like scouting out their next victim <laughs> but i've definitely i've also have talked to a bunch of guys on like tinder before i got banned and they were saying like yeah i have a high body count but then i saw online that like although someone has a high body count no one's coming back for seconds like you know what i mean like this person might have performed so badly that no one's coming back although he's getting action he's like getting laid like no one's coming back for seconds and it's that's that's the sad part of it like no one wants to go back <laughs> Third is that they push your physical boundaries in innocent ways. Okay, so they kind of push your boundaries a little bit. Yeah, so basically means that like if someone who doesn't respect your personal space, um, they're not respecting your boundaries and therefore they're not respecting your body and what you... And based off of this little blurb is that if someone pushes you past these boundaries, it can trigger a lot of things for a lot of people. So definitely you need to set boundaries when you're in a relationship. So that one's really interesting. They rush a new relationship forward too quickly. Oh yeah, that's definitely me. Oops, my bad. <laughs> I'm definitely in the beginning of my whole phase. Like I've always been that girl that was like, where where do we stand? Like what are we? Like <laughs> like third dates in, like what are we? But now I'm just like chill about it. Like I'm just being cool girl. Yeah, I just remember being in the car with one guy and this is like our third date. And I told him, like, you know, we're we're going at a really good pace. I really think our relationship could escalate to something serious. And he was like, no, like, we're going way too fast. This is, like, the third time I've ever, I'm ever seeing you. And then I was like, what, you're crazy. Like, that's not, that's not the way I think. And so, (laughs) looking back, I'm thinking, like, fuck. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, yeah, obviously, after three dates, we shouldn't be a Facebook official, obviously. But, like, my dumbass didn't know that at the time but i think being in that headspace of having to wanting to be in a relationship so bad i kind of pushed myself forward so i definitely can see that <laughs> as a red flag definitely see that now in conclusion 2020 marie Fay was a red, was definitely a red flag i can vouch for that now okay fifth they tried to drive a wedge between you and your family and friends i definitely have not experienced that one but i've heard i've actually yeah i've heard this one with a lot of my friends um there's definitely been situations where the girlfriend would would always be with the boyfriend and um i didn't really have a friendship with her boyfriend at the time because i just didn't know him like 
although we want we went to the same high school like we just know each other from the only thing that was bridging us together was his girlfriend um who happened to be my friend too so because i didn't have a relationship with him in that sense i could not build one with him because she was kind of in the way she was kind of setting herself between that bridge where it's like i can only have a relationship with my friends or with my boyfriend and she chose her boyfriend and that definitely has set red flags on my end as a best friend or as a friend at the time because obviously when you're choosing sides or having to choose sides between your friends your family uh, and your boyfriend that definitely triggers like such a deal breaker and i think having like relationships and friendships you shouldn't be in the position to choose over people like i think there has there's so much unnecessary drama around having to choose between your friends and your boyfriend it's just like why can't we all just get along you know like i understand like you have a boyfriend you have someone who is your partner but like i i totally respect if you want to have you time with your boyfriend we need to stop making excuses for why we can't be with our friends because we happen to be in a relationship with this other person yeah, so like unrelated, I think it's not a good idea to kind of wedge your friendship with your relationship and vice versa. So don't do it. The sixth one's kind of obvious. They roll their eyes at you a lot. That one's just kind of disrespectful, to be honest. If this person is just rolling your eyes at whatever you're saying, they're just dismissing what you're saying. So it's just like, gotta go. Seven, they describe all their exes as crazy. Yes, for sure. That's like one of my big red flags. It's because like, I've said this before. It's just like what drove this girl to be crazy. And like she can't be crazy on her own. Like she had to, her thoughts and her feelings had to stem from somewhere. And usually it's coming from the the true crazy in the room, which is the person you're with, the person who's calling these girls crazy. Definitely have experienced a lot of guys who are red flags in that sense like and calls all their ex-girlfriends crazy. It's crazy that a number of guys don't admit that they have driven these girls to think this way. And it's quite obvious in their stories like, oh yeah, like no, she wasn't crazy. You made her crazy. So definitely a vouch for that one too. Eight, they call you names in arguments. That's true. Okay, I don't think that one is, I don't think I can relate relate to that one. I think, wouldn't be crazy be one because it's just like, oh, you're acting crazy like you're crazy. I don't know. Never been in an argument, to be honest. Nine, they have no work ethic. That one's 100% true. I I definitely value a man with an education now. Um, I've definitely been with guys who don't. So I don't know. Like I, I think it's attractive that someone could be intellectually smart or be intellectual in a way that can they can hold a conversation. Don't get me wrong. Like I think jobs and education kind of tie in together but it's just like i think i value someone's education than someone's job because you can work towards a a degree and then you have a job to sustain it if that makes sense i don't know (laughs) 10 they're cruel to their parents okay i don't know like i i think i have a more tolerative relationship with mine so i've never been in a situation where the guy i was seeing was like completely cut off from their parents um i've definitely been in relationships where like they live too far from their parents or like uh can't see their parents on an everyday basis but because i can i think i'm at a place where it's just like if i were to move out and then i i'm good with not seeing them for like weeks at a time 11 their attitude changes on a dime huh like they're kind of hot and cold is that what they're trying to say like 
are they tra- are they being moody or like what's the what's the deal here but i can see how that can be a red flag like if they're being if they have a short fused temper or if they're just like really defensive and then they're nice to you the next minute it's just like yeah they can be a red flag if someone's being mean to you in an argument and then all of a sudden they're just like really cuddly and cute about it then definitely can't see that happening for sure but i've never experienced that anyway but yeah i can understand like attitude changes the way that they treat you changes and then all of a sudden they're like really touchy in a loving sense like they just want to cuddle i can see that happening because i think body language is also important love languages being physically touched kind of affects how you respond so definitely see that one too they're on a different sleep schedule than you are okay that one's weird (laughs) i don't think i don't think that's a red flag maybe in a sense because like if you want to be texting someone or calling someone like you can be awake in the you can be awake in the middle of the day and they're just sleeping maybe they're taking a nap have you ever thought that they're secretive about little things i can see that one as a red flag like if someone who is just hiding things from you or just like not completely saying what they're doing or how they're feeling that could be a little bit a little bit sus so i can see and then on context they're like it says they're secretive about little things and it says imagine how they'll handle the big things that's a little sus to be honest next one they cheated on their last partner with you with me (laughs) definitely like if you're gonna be with someone who's cheated on their last relationship with you a definite red flag like cheaters are always gonna be cheating like let's just be honest like if you're gonna if you are the person that broke a relationship don't expect this person to the opposite like they're always they're always vouching out for more so definitely see the one happening but in the sense that like if this person cheated on their last partner but it wasn't with you that could also be a red flag because again the attitude around like cheaters will always be cheating or like cheaters will always cheat they demand your phone email and social media passwords definitely have not experienced that one before i will give out passcodes just not social media passwords just because like passcodes get access to my phone and like if i in a more dire situation where i'm like in trouble or like i'm passed out or something they guilt trip you every chance they get that one's true that one's true i think that one's also kind of close to like gaslighting they kind of gaslight you into doing things so that was what it's called like you guilt trip you there we go that's what i just said they guilt trip you every chance you they get so i think yeah i've actually been in a couple situations where i've been guilt tripped i think in a sense it was just like in the context of like i wasn't spending time with this person and so they were like, oh, you spend too much time with your family. You're always with your sister or something. And they just say, like, you never have time for me. And I'm just like, okay, but, like, you never have time for me. Or, like, your schedule's not open up to, like, be available. <laughs> so that's where it's just, like, I'm trying to be my own person. But, like, our schedules don't line, a lot, don't line up. So definitely have not been to the point where I've emotionally been traumatized by someone who demanded quality time it's like if you if you think you need quality time for me that's you being de- dependent on me and i don't need that i don't need no baby uh they have different financial values than you and refuse to do anything about it honestly like i don't give a fuck about how much money you make as long as you can support yourself feed yourself clothe yourself bathe go with that like if you can afford a roof over your head fine with that if you can buy whatever you want that makes you happy go ahead do it up I'm not that type of person to like to value someone who has different financial values. My thinking is that like I make my own money for myself. I don't really make it for anyone else. If that makes sense. So yeah, do you how you make your money, how you spend your money is all on you. 
Eight, they make you feel stupid. Yes, for sure. Like, not in a sense to be like, oh, this person is, like, forgetful and just, like, not really, like, paying attention. But if they're, like, gaslighting you into thinking that, like, you're, what you're thinking is, like, wrong and they're just mocking you for it, then that's, like, a really big red flag for sure. Oh, they make fun of you during sex. Yeah, that one's, I, yeah, that one's happened to me before. So this one guy, (laughs) me and... Me and this guy, we were getting intimate and um, and able for me to feel things or like kind of get in the mood. I had to do a certain like noise or I had to like moan in a way that was kind of, it felt good to me because I was actually like letting some emotion out and trying to let that out for myself to feel good. Like he wasn't making fun of me at this point, but in the middle of sex, he like started laughing. Why are you laughing? And he's like, I don't like, you're just, and he was like, it's the noise you're making. And then I was like, okay, well, I can stop. So I literally stopped, stopped. I got off of him and I stopped. And he was like, no, no, like we can keep going. Just don't make the fucking noise. And I said, you know what? Like the noise that I make is, feels good to me. Like if you're going to stop me from feeling good, then I'm going to stop. Okay. Next is they refuse to make your relationship public. Definitely. This has been I see some positives and negatives to this because for one it's nice to like show yourself in a relationship in that way but then again like social media is like fake (laughs) it's like it's like a one-sided depiction of what your relationship is in real life so it kind of could confuse someone who doesn't really know the insights of your relationship but there's also those people who are more predatory or territorial with having to show that they're in a relationship so like i know some girls who need to post photos of their significant other on social media and like literally will have their display photos with their partner and i think like where's the individuality in that like you're not showing you you're just it's showing you and then the other person so like i think there's some people that i do follow online that that do show a tasteful portrayal of their relationship I'm not like wrapping this up really clearly but like you know how those girls who take photos of their man's hands or like they're out for dinner they show like a little bit of a clue showing that they're like they're they're out with their man but they want to keep that kind of information to themselves and I think I respect a lot more relationships or couples that do that and like I understand like I I know that you guys are together y'all don't need to prove that you are but I like those little subtle hints and mystery behind photos because I, I like to analyze photos a lot so I, I love to read into them so when couples take photos of themselves at like the sunset and they do this whole thing where it's like really aesthetically pleasing and girls would like hide their man behind like oh their purse or their drink whatever I think that's so cute that's so mysterious and I love it I, I live for mystery and then guys on the other hand will post a photo of their girl like once a year and that's good enough for me like any like any type of post that's significant is good with me like I don't need to be flooded on your feed I did not ask to be on your feed like this is your Instagram again like do what you want with your feed but don't flood it with my photos like if you're gonna flood your feed with my with photos of just me at least say you're a fan account (laughs) I want that like I want like on my bio just put fan account of and then take my Instagram Oh, that would be so cool. Actually, I'm going to do that. (laughs) That's my idea. Don't take it, guys. They need constant reassurance. Sure, I mean, like, insecurity on some degree is, like, most people need to deal with. And I think when it comes to relationships that retain to having to be constantly reminded that they're going to be in the relationship for them. Some people also think it's not enough. So it really depends on the person itself. Like, I'm not someone that needs constant 
constant reassurance. But because I'm an overthinker and I'm such an anxious person, when I when I, when I overthink, I definitely reach out if I'm not feeling consistent or I'm not feeling well and I manifest and like say good prayers <laughs> if I'm feeling this way going having through like that phase of not knowing what's happening and like being genuinely confused all the time I think I've kind of learned to be a lot more more expressive in the way that I want to make sure that I'm constantly being reminded for myself that I am at a good place so um 2020 Murray Fay was not mentally stable in that sense because I was always being confused in relationships. But now 2021 Murray Fay is thinking like, you know what? You don't need to be reassured all the time. Like you can find happiness within yourself. You can entertain yourself in that way and just be happy with yourself. And that's all you need. They have a different idea than you of what it means to be faithful. Okay, that's fair, yeah. I It's kind of tricky because I've never been in a relationship, but I have definitely have been instances where it's just like you are exclusive with the person, but there's no official label. So you're in that gray area of like, am I allowed to talk to other people or am I not? Like, where's the boundary to that? Like, I'm being somewhat faithful in a way that like I want to be committed to one person. And if you're being committed to one person without the label be official, is that being is that being re- reciprocated back? Like, is this, is the other person feeling this way? So I think it's also a big key to communication is to establish some kind of ground that like you guys like, that you will be exclusive with this one person. But then again, it's like, have you guys agreed to the label? Like, if you're not agreeing on the label, that's one also one red flag where you want to push forward to a relationship, but the other person doesn't. So that's all. That's going to be a one red flag. But then if you don't think about that, it's just like if you guys are fine getting to know one another and have agreed on keeping that part of the relationship stable, I think everything else will follow through. We shouldn't be focusing on the outcome of what's going to happen in a relationship. And then it's trying to figure out the, the gray area, the whole binary inc- incidents. And like, even though you're being faithful to one person, you're not putting a label. So how far of a boundary can you cross how what line can you cross within the relationship of being someone who isn't your significant other does that make sense i don't even know i don't even know if that's even like if i can comprehend that myself but yeah that's the way i think but definitely people who have experienced relationships more than i have have can say something different they hold you to a double standard hmm okay so I'm not sure about this one. It says, they beg you to never go out on the town without them, yet they want you to wait at home alone on the couch while they party at 2 a.m. with their buddies. Oh, okay. So, like, you are not allowed to go out with your friends so that you can spend time with your significant other, but your significant other, on the other hand, is allowed to or expects you to be home waiting. So, he is allowed to hang out with his friends and do whatever he wants, but on the other hand, you can't do it. Yeah, I've definitely, I know it's the most popular red flag. Like, if this person is not letting you be your own person in the relationship, that's, I think that kind of stems from that. And lastly is, they're incapable of apologizing. Yeah, like, if you can't take accountability for your actions, don't fuck with it. Like, get out of there as fast as you can. If someone who can't say that they're wrong, if you're with someone who can't admit that they're wrong, then obviously, like, it's not going to afford from there, right? So, I think going on forward, it's just like, if you can't say, I'm sorry, here's my faults, let's fix this, or whatever, definitely has been a red flag. I think that's so interesting, because it's just like, 
all these little things that we know about red flags and like what articles tell us is that's just an accumulation of how people are feeling right and so like this doesn't really come out of anywhere it has to come from somewhere like this idea that like things that don't work out in a relationship is a consensus by a population so i think this this article definitely depends on the situation in the relationship but i think a little bit does a little bit cannot be applied and so there's some points that work more than others and while some points don't really allocate to like a lot of relationships it really depends on the dynamic of the couple but i think when it comes to red flags i think it's all about self-discovery i think whatever works for you works for you it's not going to work for the next relationship but it's definitely working for the relationship that you are now and again like red flags don't really apply to all so if you feel indifferent about one red flag but you seem to think that this red flag could work for another person then i vouch for that like i think it really depends on the partner i know i always keep talking in circles but again take it with a grain of salt all these red flags are not going to be the same for one person they're all going to be different differently applied so definitely look out for those and i want to know what you guys think like what are some of your red flags in dating relationships friendships even which is like getting to know someone for the first time any like first impression red flags that's interesting like getting to like meeting someone for the first time what are some first that'd be something to like study into i think that'd be so fun well yeah anyway i think i'll end it here i didn't really have a set agenda for this one but I kind of just want to throw some words out there, kind of get my head cleared. And yeah, so I will, so you guys can follow me on the podcast Instagram at Swimming Lessons Podcast, or you can follow my personal Instagram, which is at MarieFitGumat, and I will be posting more often. I'll try and post more often, um, and I'll try and kind of get my brain <laughs> figured out and not be so overwhelmed and stressed with the next couple of weeks. I'm going through phase where i'm just so out of it and trying to come up with topics and anything really would be helpful but i'm also at the phase where it's just like i don't want to be in another i don't want to enter another phase of writer's block because it does affect like my um my way of learning and writing so it's definitely not the best time right now to be in to have writer's block especially when it comes to like finals and final papers so i want to take it easy so yeah i'll see you guys next week with a new episode we'll see how it goes actually like depends like (laughs) yeah it really depends yeah so i'll see you guys next week get some rest drink some water have some ice cream i'm gonna do that right now i'm gonna have some ice cream and i'll see you guys next week bye